Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIL. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome to the party booth where the Dayton Flyers upset the Kansas Jayhawks 74-73 in dramatic fashion. As Mustafa Amzil, as the iron was very kind to the Dayton Flyers, and the Flyers knock off the Jayhawks 74-73, joined by UD Hall of Famer, my good friend, Keith Wallaskowski. Keith? How you feeling, my friend? What's up, man? Oh, my How you God. doing? Like everybody in Dayton, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> How about that? Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just, you know that? I'm just, I could just hear you texting. Let's go. I'm just, I was just waiting for you to yell that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I, I appreciate you giving everybody the clean version there, and and I'm sure like everybody else uh, that's either within the city of Dayton or uh, or wearing a Dayton Flyers T-shirt right now. Uh, pumped up, having a hard time keeping up with all the text messages coming in and out. I mean, just what a great win. And, I, you know, I think more importantly, especially the way the season started, it, it really just it proves the potential and it proves the capability that this team has. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, get a little confidence, get a little momentum. I don't think that we're going to go undefeated the rest of the season by any means, no. but it, it shows us as fans, it shows the team as players that they're capable of competing at this level, and it gives them a little bit of confidence. So, you know, hopefully we can continue on on this type of route rather than the the first four games type of route that we were on. Yeah, I, we're going to try to avoid talking about those first four games uh, the way that it went, Keith, as much as we can. <laughs> but I will. But, uh, you know, those will come up. But, Keith, do you remember a game where Flyer fans were about as pumped up as I've been? Because I just saw a friend of mine, Dominic, uh, hoisting his flag. He lives in uh, in Nashville, where I'm broadcasting from, and he's like hoisting up this Dayton flag out there in the streets. And I'm sure they're wondering, "What the heck are you doing?" Uh, then again, I'm sure there, I'm oh. sure there's a lot of UD alums where a lot of people were thinking about. It. I saw that. I'm like, I love it. I love it. There's a lot of Flyer fans that are feeling that after this win. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I respect him for hoisting the flag. Next time I expect him to be running down the street waving it. But, uh, you know, this, you know, going back uh, probably a couple of years when since uh, since Obi was here, you know, we had some we had some big time games and some big time wins. Um, But it's been a while. It's been a long while since there's been this type of game against a, you know, top top five team in the country, Kansas ranked number four, that you know you know the expectations, you know the opportunity, and you know, afterwards maybe you're kicking yourself and saying, Man, we lost that chance. But to, to come through, to not give up, uh, in the first half, you know, things in the game in this game, the first half got a little rough for us. 
but we never got so down on ourselves that we put our, we took ourselves completely out of the game. And, and I absolutely respect that out of this team and out of this coaching staff uh, for getting that into their heads that there's always a chance. Let's clean it up. Let's leave ourselves in a position. Um, and even through, you know, the stats weren't great for us no. on the offensive end with the number of turnovers and, and offensive rebounds that we gave up and points off of turnovers that they, but we continued to defend. I mean, we defended the three point line, uh, against Kansas. Well, we certainly defended the free throw line well against them. They helped us out yeah. in that category, but I mean, what a way to follow through. Just so pumped up. I'm happy for these guys and, yeah. and hopefully it carries into tomorrow too. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly Dayton's going to take on the winner of Iona and Belmont. We're going to, we do have the final seconds queued up and uh, hip standby for that. Um, you were talking about Keith, the, the, the stats look did Dayton control. No, the, the answer is no, it, it was not a clean game. Dayton had 20 turnovers in this game. And just especially really when they led 68, 61, Keith, that's when things I thought really got a little bit out of, out of control a little bit, because they only had two points when it was, when Kansas went on that 13 to run and they led 73, 70 with a minute left. You're thinking, Oh no, because Dayton had mm-hmm. it and they played so well in this second half after they were just trying to hang in there. They they fell behind Keith 11-1 to one to start the game, and you're thinking, oh, no, this is going to be a long day. But Dayton hung in there. They trailed within 10 points, and then just, you know, they got a big bucket from Mally Smith, who I just thought was money today. And then they get the uh, offensive foul called by McCormick with 19 seconds left. They call the timeout. Smith had the had a chance to with the block layup, and then McCormick, and then a court, uh, with the block shot, and then Omzeal. Uh, with this makes the shot. You know what, Keith? Before I go ahead and get your thoughts, Hip, I think we got that cut queued up. So if you got it ready to go, let's hear the final seconds uh, of the call with the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Go right ahead. Smith penetrating. Smith to the rim. Shot is rejected. Picked up by Amsio. M- Mustafa fades away. It's good. It's good. Dayton wins the game. Mustafa Abseil has a player answered. Oh, I love it. I love it, Keith. Great call by Larry. And I had a chance to hear, I had a chance to hear before I went on the air, the call from Dickie V. Nothing like uh, getting a Black Friday win and also getting the call from uh, Dick Vitale, certainly on the television side. But uh, Larry and Josh called a great game. And I just, when that ball went in, the reaction from the bench was just absolute pure joy. Uh, as similarly, just to, and just from the fans, because the fans were just tremendous today out at the ESPN uh, Worldwide Wide World of Sports facility today. Yeah, they 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 were, and I, you know, I wish I could say that I heard what Dickie V said uh, on that final. <laughs> it's call, on Twitter because our house got our house got loud. Um, <laughs> I'm, I I threw my I threw my arm out with with the fist pump that I gave on that one. There was a lot of screaming. It was. Uh, pure jubilation and and you're right the fans have been awesome out there like they always are you know i'm sure there were some 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 people going down there that were like oh man did i waste my money on this what's going on but you know the same as the team the same identity as the team they haven't give up any type of fight the fans have been out there cheering their butts off it sounds awesome on tv because it sounds like a home game i mean i can i can picture myself close your eyes and you can picture yourself in that arena and how loud it is and how these other teams have to be like, what is this? This just isn't fair with the amount of people that they have and how loud they are. So, you know, it's uh, 
just just an incredible situation so far. So and again, hopefully, hopefully these guys don't take it for granted. They see the hard work. They see uh, buying into what the coaches are doing with them and their roles and their effort and not giving up. And it, and it's leaving them in an, in opportunities. And you know, to touch on some of your points, that you're right. That first half, Kansas jumped out eleven to one. We kind of went back and forth between that five point to 12, 13 point margin. And, you know, ultimately I'm thinking to myself, I hope we don't get to the end of this game and we're kicking ourselves in the butt thinking, man, if we would have made a couple of those free throws, or if we wouldn't have had some of those boneheaded turnovers, we, we would have had a chance to be in this game. We would have had a chance down the stretch of this game. And thankfully, you know, our guys didn't give up. And on the flip side of it, I think it was probably just enough to keep our guys with a little bit of confidence to say, hey, guys, we got this. Let's clean it up, and we're going to have a chance. Where Kansas is on the other side scoring 45 points saying, saying almost the same thing. Guys, man, we, we missed a couple of shots. We should be blowing this team out. This is a team of a bunch of nobodies. And almost, uh, almost, almost took their guard down, let their foot off the gas a little bit. And then all of a sudden we come back. We're still fighting. We're taking advantage of their mistakes. Um, you know, we, we get back. We tie the game. We had a bit of a lead. We had a 7-8 point lead for, for right. a while there coming down the 68-61 with seven twenty to play. Like, yeah, and then we had like four straight turnovers, five, five turnovers out of six exactly. possessions, which was a little bit rough. Oh, no, what's, gonna, what's happening here? Um, but, again, shorted up enough at the end. And, you know, thinking back, even, even that last play, Mally drives gets a shot blocked and that happened to us uh was it UMass Lowell that we had that shot in the corner we had a timeout still and I think Elijah took the ball and shot it at the rim you don't not aware of how much time is left shot it air balls it game over but I mean how great is the recognition by Mustafa to get the ball realize there's two three seconds left that he's got a couple dribbles left and can get something going to the basket and a cleaner look rather than a contested fading out of bounds three pointer from there. I mean that's a that's an incredible, absolutely incredible heads up play by him to get to, to yeah, get absolutely. to the point where he can take that shot. No question about that, Keith, because just and, and these were and this was Amsfield's first points of the game because Keith he had gone nearly the first thirty nine plus minutes without the scoring. These were his first points of the game and they were the game winning and it was the game winning basket, the difference in the game. It was just being at the Right place at the right time. Uh, Keith, let me read a text real quickly. This is from my friend Kathy. She's, of course, uh, she said, she, this is, of course, uh, you may remember Flyer fans, uh, Rita, the queen of Flyer feedback. This is her daughter, Kathy, uh, texted me just now an absolutely unimaginable, fantastic win. I was calling upon Rita, the queen of Flyer feedback. This is three days after the 14th anniversary of her death. Go Flyers. And uh, Keith, she's listening to us. So, Kathy, uh, thanks for listening to us. We love you. And, uh, uh, we just appreciate the uh, positive thoughts as always. And uh, I think uh, Rita and Pat Flanagan were looking down on us, Keith, uh, for the end of this one, I think. I think there was a lot of people looking down on, on us after this one. But again, <laughs> you know, that we'll, we'll take all the help we can get. You know, Absolutely. a win's a win. And I, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm happy for these guys. They fought through some adversity on this early season so they far. Did. And again, I, I think that, 
it just proves again of what this team – we knew they, they had potential. And you've heard Anthony talk about the potential of this team, but it's just yeah. potential until you go out there and do something. And, the, and some of these young guys, what a great example of a game to go out and prove it. Hey, we're gonna, we've made mistakes. We're going to continue to make mistakes at times, but don't give up. Because if you don't give up, you, you can put yourself in a position to have a chance down the stretch at the end of, at the end of games and pull out a win, which we did. And it was a, what a huge win for us. So I don't know if it yeah. completely shores up the, the resume, but it certainly, it certainly helps. Well, it absolutely does. So, well, Flyer fans, we're waiting to hear from Coach Anthony Grant. He's got some post-game obligations to take care of over at uh, in Orlando, but he'll be talking with our own Larry Hanskin about this game. But I uh, want to hear from you, 937-457-1290. You can tweet me at John Tisdale, and uh, I'll read your uh, tweets if you get a chance. But uh, Dayton, again, they move on to the finals of the ESPN Events Invitational by upsetting the number four team in the country, Candace Jayhawks, at the buzzer. Mustafa Amzil knocking it down. Uh, 74-73. Going to read something uh, from uh, that our John Bedell's friend Adam uh, wrote on Twitter. I thought Brooks Hall's shot to be Villanova would be the wildest buzzer-beating winner ever we'd ever seen. I thought wrong. I have no idea how Amzio made that shot. Um, Tim Brando, you've you've watched him on uh, TV for years, Keith. He had the saying, the iron unkind. I, I'm going to do the exact opposite. The iron was very kind to the Dayton Flyers today. I've said that maybe two or three times. But boy, was it kind uh, on that particular shot and on that particular time for the Flyers today. Yeah, it was. I mean, he, uh, that, that was a an absolute rainbow. And I think he had to shoot it like a rainbow because it was still contested. But you get the ball up, you get it soft. Sometimes you get a you get a few of those rolls, and we did throughout the game. And certainly on that last play was a, was a huge one. Well, we'll have more on this coming up uh, as uh, we're about to hear from Coach Anthony Granny standing by live with our own Larry Hanskin. Dayton upsets Kansas 74-73. We'll hear from Coach Grant next. Throw them all in the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back here to Orlando, where the Dayton Flyers defeat Kansas 74-73 to advance to the championship game of the ESPN Events Invitational. Uh, the highest, uh, the, the, the biggest uh, Dayton win, the highest, the win over a highest-ranked opponent since the win over DePaul at the UD Arena when Ed Young hit the shot in 1984. And a guy who was sitting on the bench for both of those occasions is with us right now, Anthony Grant, uh, head coach of the Flyers, and uh, what can you say about the grit that your team showed today? Yeah, I mean, that was an awesome game. You know, for college basketball this early in the season, I thought we had a great environment. Both fan bases were outstanding. You know, the Flyer faithful did what they do. You know, they showed up in great fashion. Our guys battled. You know, we were down 10 at the half, you know, and I felt like we had more in us. You know, and I think, you know, we were, what are we, six games into the season now? You know, and, and so the guys are starting to understand what they're capable of. You know, when, when we come together as a team, they're starting to, 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 to understand that the sum is greater than the individual parts when they, when they can put that together and they believe and they focus on one goal to, to try to win, that they give themselves a chance. And that's all we wanted today. We wanted to give ourselves a chance. Obviously, the last play of the game there tried to get Malachi downhill. He did a great job trying to turn the corner. Heck of a shot block. Uh, Mustafa's presence of mind with 3.8, I think, is when the, when the ball touched his hands. 
to drive it and have the presence of mind and see the clock and be able to give it a chance. And, you know, just happy the ball was able to go in for us and our guys were able to enjoy the fruit of, their, uh, the, of the hard work they put in to try to make that win happen. You know, there, there's a lot of little things that add up to victory. And, and there was a play, and you, you may not even remember it, early in the second half when R.J. Blakeney just ripped a yeah. rebound oh, out yeah. of the hands oh, yeah. of Abaji. And, and, and it just kind of set the tone. And that, that, to me, was a turning point in the game. You know, we had a lot of them. But that, that certainly stood out, you know. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think those type of hustle plays, winning those 50-50 balls, you know, it, it's uh, those things add up. You know, they add up, and I think it gives your team confidence when you see another player willing to go out and do what R.J. did in that possession. And, and that, listen, there were several other possessions, guys getting on the floor for loose balls. Uh, the effort, the hustle that guys were willing to, to put out there to give us a chance. Uh, you know, I thought for us in the second half, uh, that was all that made all the difference in the world, allowed us to build the lead. You know, and you got to give Kansas credit, man. They uh, The last five minutes, you know, they, they started trapping ball screens, and we didn't handle that very well, turned us over. They got out in transition and got easy stuff. All right, but our guys were able to stay together, you know, and it's great when you see adversity hit a young team like that with five minutes to go where they had a five-point lead. All right, Kansas being a veteran team, being a really, really talented and a well-coached team, they made their run. But our guys were able to sustain their belief in each other, their belief in what we were doing and give themselves a chance, and we went score, stop, score down the stretch to win the game. You know, people, guys come to play basketball at the University of Dayton because they want to play in games like this, yeah. and they want to play for championships. Yep. They get to do that Sunday. No question. We're excited to have that opportunity. All right. Coach, we'll let you go. Appreciate it. All right. That wraps it up here. We don't know what time the game will be on Sunday. Oh, it, we do know now. It will be at 4. It will be at 4. So we'll have our uh, pregame activities beginning Sunday afternoon at 3. And, again, tip off at 4. It'll be Dayton against the winner of Iona and Belmont. But our final score here in this semifinal game was Dayton 74, fourth-ranked Kansas 73. On behalf of Josh Pastorino, I'm Larry Hanskin. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Smith. Penetrating Smith to the rim. Shot is rejected. Picked up by Amsil. Mustafa fades away. It's good. 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 It's good.
Dayton wins the game. Mustafa Adzeel has a prayer answered. Oh, you're going to hear that for quite a while, Flyer fans. You heard it live on WHL Radio as Mustafa Amzil puts his name in Dayton basketball lore. With that, hitting that shot to beat Kansas 74-73, to Dayton's first win against a top-five opponent since the shot by Ed Young. Keith Walskowski, UD Hall of Famer, joining me here. So, Keith... I remember back in 2002, Brooks Hall making a shot against Villanova, and it wasn't the Villanova team that we've seen right now, but what does a dramatic shot like that do to boost a team, to boost a team's morale, and maybe give the the team even more confidence to boost the team for the rest of the season? Well, you know, first off, it's just, it's so much fun to win a game like that when it's you know, it's hard fought back and forth, very tense. And you get to a point that maybe it's your night. Maybe you're going to win it. Maybe you're not. Don't let those bad thoughts creep into your head. And then you do out of nowhere. And it doesn't matter if it's a great team or a terrible team. It feels like you've won some type of championship and just pure jubilation. And you just, you feel good. You feel confident, right? You feel happy with yourselves. It erases all of the, all of the negative thoughts, all of the bad feelings about, you know, missing a shot or turning the ball over, or missing an assignment like that. It just goes out the door and you end up getting the win. You feel great. Uh, everybody's just flying high. And, you know, for these guys too, like later on when they're at dinner, they're still going to be happy when they're getting treatment. They're still going to be happy. They're going to be pumped up when they go to bed tonight, they wake up tomorrow, the next day, you know, they're going to be excited to step into the gym and relive that moment. I mean, think about when you're a kid, how many times do you shoot that shot, no matter who your guy was or who you wanted to Mm be right now, there's going to be kids that are going around Dayton, Ohio saying, you know, Mustafa Amzil got the ball in the corner, three, (laughs) two, one, and shooting their shot. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's so much fun. You're just going to, you're, you feel good. You feel rejuvenated and energized, uh, especially early on, which in tournaments like this, you need, because it's, it is an absolute uh, wear on your body to play that hard back-to-back days. Now, thankfully, they'll get a day off, a little bit of yeah. uh, recuperation. But then you heard Larry and Anthony talking about it. Uh, what every player wants, what every coach wants, a chance to play for a championship. And that's what you have on Sunday. So exactly. a little bit of extra motivation there. The job's not done yet. Yeah, and that's kind of what, what Anthony was talking about Right there, Keith, as you alluded to. And by the way, some information, as Larry said, pregame will be at 3 o'clock. Tip-off is at 4. So uh, Dayton, again, will play the winner of Iona and Belmont, but we will have the game for you right here on the home of the Flyers, WHIO Radio. Keith, one thing also, the inside play of Dayton has been so good in this tournament, not just yesterday against Miami, but also today, 42 points in the paint. Tumani Kamara, and he's, he's struggled a little bit. You've seen a couple of Dayton's games, but he was good today. 14 points and seven rebounds. Deron Holmes, the second, I think he has played very well in this tournament. 16 points today, 15 points against Miami yesterday. And, of course, we talk about Malachi Smith. He had six more assists today. Uh, I think he had seven yesterday. How about the play of, of, of not just the freshman of Holmes and, uh, Holmes and uh, Smith, but also the play of Kamara today? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Tumani to see things starting to go his way a little bit. It did in the first game. 
then it almost felt like he was forcing the issue a little bit and just couldn't find a good rhythm, find a good groove uh, to play, you know, obviously a tremendous offensive talent, uh, but couldn't play within – within the system of what was what was going on with that. You know, he had struggled with some turnovers and just, you know, a couple of rough outings. So it's good to see him get it going. And then with with Deuce and Mally, like, great to see them. They're young. They're freshmen. They're true freshmen, not even COVID freshmen, true freshmen that are coming in here. And each game, they're going to be more and more comfortable with the way the college game is played and the speed and the physicality and the intensity uh, of it all. So you see them start, you know, they're learning on the fly. We kind of saw it a couple of years ago. I know we talk about Obi uh, all the time, but even as a freshman, even as a sophomore, we kind of saw him growing up in front of our eyes. And I think you're going to see the same thing with these two guys too. And, you know, just they're going to find moves that work for them that seem to be effective. Uh, Deuce is going to figure out how to use his body against guys, be strong, be physical, hold his own. And uh, it's good to see them um, getting accustomed to it. And now hopefully they're just able to continue to build on it. Well, again, Dayton knocking off Kansas 74-73 to in the semifinals of the ESPN Events Invitational in Orlando. And yes, you heard it. Mustafa Amzil hitting it at the buzzer, but solid play all around from Tumani Kamara, uh, Deron Holmes the second, and of course Malachi Smith. Keep that will have more Flyer feedback coming up right after the break as the Flyers advance to Sunday night's final. Final pregame of three. Tip is at four. Dayton taking on the winner of Iona and Belmont. More Flyer feedback coming up on the other side of this break here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Smith. Penetrating Smith to the rim. Shot is rejected. Picked up by Amsil. M- Mustafa fades away. It's yes, good. It is one. Dayton wins the game. Mustafa Amsil has a clear answer. Ah, yes, that's the call from the voice of the Flyers. Larry Hanskin is Mustafa Amzil. Hits it at the buzzer. And of course, the ba- it bounced in. The iron very kind for the Dayton Flyers here on this Black Friday as Dayton upsets number four, number three, Kansas, 74 to 73. A little payback for the game two years ago against the uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Keith Walskowski was in Maui for that one. Keith, what is it about Dayton and Kansas? It always seems to come down to games like this. Uh, I think Dayton had a seven-point lead about the same point at the 720 mark two years ago, but the Jayhawks won that one. But this time, Dayton prevails. What is it about these two teams, Coach Grant and Coach Self? They always seem to come up with these kind of games. Yeah, just uh, solid programs. Obviously, Kansas has perennially been a a world-class program. And uh, Dayton, as of late, obviously, obviously – coming up with the formula to at least be able to compete with them. Didn't go our way out in Maui. Uh, it did go our way this year. I guess we're going to get a little bit of a potentially at least a rubber match next year, uh, seeing that we're both out in the Bahamas. So it'll be interesting how that shakes up. Uh, if they put us on the, <laughs> the same side of the bracket early or late or what may happen there. Why not? Um, 
but yeah, just I, yeah, I mean, if we're gonna have a if we're gonna have a rivalry and be able to compete with a national level team, Kansas is as good as any of them, I guess. Yeah, they don't come to UD Arena, but I mean, you know what? I mean, why not? We'll play them on a neutral site anywhere, yeah. any anywhere, yeah. anytime. Nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety is the number. As uh, we're taking this all the way till uh, the bottom of the hour, as we're talking about this uh, about this huge win. So, so Keith, where does this historically put this in historic terms, Keith? You, where does this rank uh, of uh, of Dayton beating DePaul in nineteen eighty four? Dayton beating Ohio State in the NCAA tournament. Certainly, Jordan Seibert shot in the NCAAs against Boise State. Where does this win? And I know those are different different circumstances, but for this win, this time of the year, where would you rank this win for the program? I mean, it's it, it's got to be up there, top one, top two. What was what was DePaul ranked when we played when when Ed Young hit that shot? I think what four or five. Were they number- I think? Something yeah, like right that. Around, they were top. Right they were top the five, and, right around there. And, and you know, we've won some big games along the way, and we've won some important games along the way. We've won games against some top twenty-five teams. We've won some games in the NCAA tournament, but against against the number four. Now we were there two years ago. We were ranked as high as number three, but I don't think we played anybody right. that was that was as that as a, an opponent that was ranked that high. So for us to beat someone that high, whether it's early, whether it's late, whether it's non-conference tournament, like, you know, I don't care. That's, that's a big win. You can't take anything away from that. So I would, you know, it's, it's top one or two, at least, especially on a la- on, on a buzzer beater last <laughs> second with no time on the clock. That was, yeah, Unreal. That's, that's, that's one or two. Yeah, uh, and just with the way the game not only started, Keith, because Dayton was down 11-1, but also the turnovers. Dayton had 20 turnovers, and Kansas scored, what, 26 points off those turnovers. And I'm not saying Dayton didn't take advantage of the turnovers. They got 15 points off Jayhawk turnovers, and we probably would be remiss if we didn't mention Kansas went 9-20 of from the foul line, 4-19 of from 3. And I'm not going to say Dayton shot lights out from the foul line. They missed 11-19 of from the free throw line themselves. But I just thought the start of the second half, Keith, is really where Dayton, uh, where they were down 10 points at the half, with the beginning of that second half where they opened things up, they tied the game at 49, that's really where the Flyers gained confidence after being down by 10. They came back, tied the game, took the lead. Kansas took a couple of timeouts. And that's where I think they started to get in the flight. They got the confidence not only in themselves of the Flyer fans, but it made can But Kansas, I thought, took a step back, and it took them a little bit, kind of to get, kind of to get back into the game. It took them maybe till about maybe the five six minute mark to kind of get their game back. Yeah, I I completely agree with that, and I, I think Kansas. If you're looking at this from a Jayhawks perspective, they had every opportunity to put us away, yeah. and just flat out didn't. You know, if you were to if you were to tell me, as a Dayton Flyer fan, knowing how this season has gone so far, that we were going to have 20 turnovers, and they were going to score 26, 28 points off of those turnovers, they were going to get to double digit offensive rebounds and double digit points, second chance points, and that we were going to shoot 58% from the free throw line and that we were going to take 17 threes again. I was like, oh, man, you know, looking at that, yeah, we lose by 25. Right. But 
capitalized on it. We stuck it up on the defensive end. And, and you can, for all intents and purposes, you can say that for each one of Dayton's games, even though, uh, you know, the aforementioned three losses that we have at home uh, against the nobodies, we didn't perform well. We just didn't make any shots on the offensive end. We played, we played great defense. We played really tough on the defensive end. They were low-scoring games. None of those teams really shot us out of the gym. Maybe Austin P. They hit a few shots yeah, when they I'd needed to. I'd say Austin P. Maybe Lipscomb too. But they didn't. Yeah, but they didn't really. They took advantage. They put us away when they needed to. But our defense was there. We just couldn't get anything going on the offensive end. And and at times for tonight, right. we really did. Even in the first half, as much as we were down, we put up thirty five points in the first half. Um, you know, so so. Stats were there, 74 points for the game. Again, not a huge scoring game, but defensive-minded. That seems to be kind of how we are, limiting possessions a little bit, especially with some of that pressure. I'm impressed to see uh, some of these young guys, especially recently, putting up the minutes that they have, but still able to play with the intensity and the, and the pressure that, that the coaches are asking them to do. And, and the minutes, Keith, Rex and I talked about this yesterday. The only one who played the high Smith were Malachi Smith. He played 34 minutes. The rest of them, you had Kamara and Weaver that played 30 minutes. Uh, Deron Holmes, the second, was at 31. Um, 19 minutes for R.J. Blakeney. And then Kobe Brea had 28 minutes, including 10 points off the bench. Had a couple of threes in the first half that kind of helped get Dayton back into the game. So, to me, Keith, really, there's really no real one person that has played close to like 37 or 38 minutes compared to last year when you had Crutcher and Watson that were playing uh, as much as that 38 to 39 minutes. It's far different from a year ago. It, it absolutely is. And, and you know, one of the glaring differences, too, is even down three with a minute to go, like, who's our guy? Who are we drawing that right. play up for? Who's, who's taking the big shot? If we need a th- – like, what is that? Now it worked out for us today which was great. Mally driving to the basket. That might be the thing too, because he is, right. I mean, he is slippery. He is crafty. He likes his contacts, but he's still able to finish. And he really grew up today finishing the shots that he did. And it's yeah. rare that you're going to say a freshman put the team on, on his back and willed us to victory. But between him and the, you know, the, the play of Duran Holmes, yeah. um, you got some young guys that are stepping up, which which is great for the future of the program. Hopefully they can, uh, they can continue to develop, continue to, to provide results in the, in the near term too. All right, so last thought here, Keith, is Dayton, we're going to know who Dayton's going to play later tonight, Iona or Belmont, and, you've got, and pregame will be at 3, 4 o'clock on Sunday on uh, WHIO for the championship of the ESPN Events Invitational. For Dayton to win, um, what are you going to be looking for on Sunday? I, I think the biggest thing for Dayton to win, and, and really the story doesn't change no matter who the opponent is, is limit the turnovers, take care of the basketball, make sure that we're continuing. You've seen a new mentality of us trying to get the ball to the basket. We're driving to the basket. We're being more aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, we'll take some three-pointers here and there, but we're not – we're not settling for three-pointers. When we settle for three-pointers, we get ourselves into into issues. So be the aggressor on offense. Be the aggressor on defense. 
with the with the pressure that we're playing and, and guarding the three point line, everything there. Um, and ultimately, it's the third game in four days. Who it's going to come down to guts, right. right? Who's going to do the little things? Take care of the basketball, box your guy out, make your free throws, be an extra step into help side, go for loose balls. A number of little things that we did at times today, at times, not the entire time, but at times. Right. And who's going to will? Who's going to will their way to a victory? Because you know that Iona team is going to be a well-coached team. Oh yeah. Right with with and Rick Pitino, Belmont too. Well coached and. And Belmont too. I, you know, I thought Drake was supposed to be a pretty strong team, and Belmont, Belmont too. took them yesterday. So it'll be a slugfest tonight between those two, and it'll be a slugfest on Sunday between us and whoever that winner is. So, you know, biggest thing is you got an opportunity to play for a championship. Exactly. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta. Sometimes you throw the stout at the door and just That's and right. go come up with a win. All right, we'll see if Dayton can pull it out on Sunday. You can hear from UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski. Keith, as always, thanks for joining us on Flyer Feedback. Dayton a winner today, 74-73, as they upset the number four team in the country, Kansas Jayhawks. Our next game will be Sunday as Dayton will play in the ESPN Events Invitational Championship game against either Iona or Belmont. We'll have it for you here on WHIO on the radio. Pre-game coverage starts at 3. Tip-off is at 4 with Larry Hanskin, Josh Posterino. I have your pre-game coverage for you starting at 3. For UD Hall of Famer Keith Walaskowski, the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin, Josh Posterino, my man on the board, Chris Hippie Hartley, I'm John Tisdale reminding you the final score, Dayton 74, Kansas 73. Thanks for listening, everyone. Go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.